Father, we thank you for this opportunity this morning. We thank you for being here. We thank you for every part of this here. We are ready to receive your word. We ask that you would open up our eyes, open up our ears, open up our heart. Let your word come and rest, rule, and abide inside of all of them. We ask that you would allow that word to then manifest in such a way that our lives become a reflection of heaven here on earth. Father, we thank you. We believe we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So breakthrough is defined as a military movement or mm -hmm. advancement all the way through mm -hmm. and beyond an enemy's frontline defense. I, I listen. It's a military movement or advancement all the way through. Come on. I know we asking for a lot of confessions this morning, but say it. I'm going all the way through. I'm going all the way through. I'm going all the I'm way going through. All the way through. I'm not just going to live with just enough. That's right. I'm not gonna I'm going to just live with a little bit through. more than enough. Millions for the kingdom and millions for me. Yes. I'm going all the way, all the way through. through. I'm going all the way through. And I see we have new people joining us. So I want to be clear that when we're talking about finances, we're talking about it from the kingdom perspective. Yes. And we do believe that God wants us to live well. Millions we, for the kingdom we, and millions for me. <laughs> we, unobject, we unapologetically believe yes. God wants us to live yes. well. But we also believe that money should be flowing through our hands to meet the needs of people. Because there are people, this weekend, you know, I had several of my um, inner circle come in. And one of the things that we did is that when we went to a restaurant for dinner, the goal is always to bless the waitress, sure. right? Well, the we had two waitresses for about 30 of us, and, and they did a really good job, right? But we had already planned to give them $600. So they get, they get $600, and the girl just keeps going, is this real? Yeah. Is this real? And one of our prayers is that whenever we bless somebody like that, that it becomes a seed for us to say God loves you. Mm -hmm. He was thinking about you. He cares Just about open you. Open the door for the seed of who Christ is to be planted. Yes. Yeah, yes. Like to know that God is thinking about yes. you. And so for the people who don't think that money can make a difference, let me tell you something. When you're about to be evicted yes. and somebody shows up and pays yes. your rent and says, God sent yep. me to show your, to pay your rent. Yep. Absolutely. That is a way to get the gospel absolutely. out and to make the hearts of the people receptive to the fact that God cares about absolutely. them. Right. So we're going all the way through unapologetically. So in these teachings over the, la the next several weeks, what you're going to find is that there may be things that you feel some kind of way on the inside of your chest about. But what you got to ask is that, did God say that? Mm. Or is that bad teaching? Mm. Is that world teaching? Is that poverty teaching, right? right. And so, and you got to obey what God is telling you to do. Absolutely. Because part of getting breakthrough is the willingness to be obedient. And if we want to begin to break these economic cycles in our life, we have to, we have to, um, Participate in the kingdom system and obey. Amen. All right. All Amen. right. Obey. So then we have a Strickland life experience definition. Pastor <laughs> Edwin defined it for us. A Strickland life definition and um, a, a Strickland life experience definition of breakthrough. And this is what it is. A sudden burst of revelation yep. that enthusiastically moves you beyond all previous points of past resistance bringing you into a new level of success because we're going all the way because we're going all, all the, the way, way through, through. All, the all, way. The way through. all the way through 
We're not caving in and quitting. Nope. We're not stopping early. We're not, we're not, we're not punking out. And when we get the revelation, we ain't gonna ponder whether we should do it or not. We're gonna act quickly. We're yes. Act quickly upon what God tells us to do because it's that sudden birth of revelation that causes me to move. And it's so important for us to understand this. Matthew tells us this. It says that when we get revelation. Mm. When we get revelation in Matthew mm -hmm. 13, it says the enemy immediately comes to steal, to steal mm -hmm. the revelation that yeah. you have. So when you get a revelation about seed time and harvest, when you get a revelation about financial breakthrough, the enemy's going to, what are things that he could possibly do? Mm -hmm. Things he could possibly do is have somebody talk about you. Yeah. Things he could possibly do is have something go wrong with your finances, yep. right? And so you got to make a decision that when you get revelation, you hold on and you begin to implement it. Now, the Bible tells us, but do you know what psychology tells us? What's that? Psychology tells us that when we get a revelation and make a decision to do something new, mm -hmm. that we need to act within 12 hours mm. or we typically do not act. Mm. Yeah, because you lose you lose what's, what, we, what they call the law of the big mo. Mm. The law of the big mo is this idea that when you get revelation or, or inspiration, that momentum is at its highest. And if you don't ride that momentum, it will dull on you. Yes. And when it dulls on you, you will refuse to do what you were intended to do before. Absolutely. The law of the big mo. That's right. And so our definition is it's a sudden burst of revelation. Where do we get our revelation from? The Holy the Ghost Holy and the Spirit. word of God. Yes. Amen. It's a sudden burst of revelation that enthusiastically moves you beyond all previous points of past resistance. Yeah, blowing so, by. Just blowing, blowing by. by. Blowing by so we're resistance. prophesying over you wherever you have yes. been stuck in yes. your finances yes. that the truth, that the blessing of Praise the God. Lord that maketh rich and adds no sorrow is going to become so real to you that you are going to enthusiastically push past the place you've previously been. Amen. I'm talking Amen. about blowing past. Blowing past. I mean, things that used to hold you back, things that used to terrify you, things that used to make you wonder whether you could hear God, whether you were doing it right. We're declaring that you are blowing past. Blowing past. Things. So people, so people of several of our partners reached out to you a couple yeah. of weeks ago and said, can you tell us more about what you and Pastor Sean actually do. And they wanted to know just from a practical sense, like every, if you're going to, you know, tell us what I can do. You know, I, I, I know, I, I know, believe God. I know, trust God. <laughs> what can I do? And I thought it was such a great question. And it caused me to kind of go back and think, wait a minute, what are the tangible things that we do? You know, and I'm sure it's more, but as I started to jot them down, I jotted down the ones I thought were the most important. And by the time I got to seven, I said, okay, that's that's good enough. <laughs> and so I, those were the ones that I shared with them. And somebody said, you ought to, y'all ought to teach this. And I thought, well, you know what? Maybe we should. And so here we are today for the second week. <laughs> you know, and I just want to say this again. One of the things that I really love, now I miss being in service with everybody, mm -hmm. but one of the things I really love about this is that the way it's become more like a classroom. Yeah, the way they talk And people back to make us. comments and yes. tell us things and reach out to us and say, I didn't all understand. Throughout the week. All throughout the yeah. week. And so if you've been wanting to send us a message and uh, share a question, share a testimony, share please, a revelation you got, please do that because yeah. we want to hear it, right? So here are seven practical steps. We went over four of them, we so did. we're not going to fully teach those this morning. And I've been entrusted with the recap, so let's see if I can pull it off without <laughs> re-preaching it, let's okay? See. Let's right. See. <laughs> so number one, we need a plan of action. Yes. God is a planner. He is a planner. God is a planner. Yep. And, and I'll be honest, 
It took me a little while to get there. Mm -hmm. You always knew that. But I was like, we don't want to restrict God. You like, we make the plan. And then if God want to do something extra, we let him do something yeah. extra. But we start with the plan. Yeah. Right. It is the will of God to give his children a plan of action. Because God is strategic. He is strategic. So it's the will of God for you to have a plan of action. Can somebody put that in the comments? And I always say it like this, babe. I say an ordained plan of action. I know. Okay. Because we got a lot of intelligent people in our ministry and our partners across the world. They got uh, degrees. They matriculated from universities. They got high power jobs. And I don't discount any of that. But what you need is a God ordained plan. You need a God ordained plan. You need plan a plan again. that God has breathed on. A plan that God has endorsed, not one that you sat down and thought through and worked up and decided that this was the best way to go. You need a God ordained, a God inspired plan of action. Because for you, right, because you're such a natural planner, mm -hmm. right, learning to actually get God's plan. Mm -hmm. So my challenge was getting a plan Yes. because I'm really kind of a like. Like, let's just go. Let's just go. Yeah, let's right. Just, let's go. Let's go. But for you. So once again, God is bringing us to the middle. Because for me, it's like, let's just figure it out as we go. And for you, I it, had to have it figured out. And God was like, no, if I tell you to go, you start and I give you finishing grace as you go. That's right. Yeah. Because you don't need finishing grace until, until you start, start guys. Please. You don't need finishing grace until you start. Somebody ought to go ahead and type that in the comments because you need to know that as you're getting your plan. You don't need finishing grace until you start. Say that. Say, I don't need finishing grace until I start. So you, when God gives you something, that's that that's that revelation we were talking about. That's that thing that's going to uh, uh, cause you to enthusiastically move past those prior places of, of, of past resistance, right? You're going to move knowing that God will give you more instruction as you go. And what I really love about, the, for us, our personal success in this is that because of who we are, we now have a whole picture. Yeah. Now, when it's, when it's we need to just start, I'm good at that, yeah, right? Right, right? And when it's we need a plan, you're good at that. Yeah. And that's the beauty of covenant relationships, yeah. that we're better together than we are individually, Absolutely. right? Well, a plan of action is, is one of the five faith expectations that we have when we walk in faith. So hear this. We're giving you seven things that we've done. But under, under number one, a plan of action is a part of these five faith expectations. Say there are five faith expectations. There are five faith expectations. And I want to give them to you. Wisdom. Yep. A plan of action, absolutely favor, yep. a miracle, and, and strength to endure till change comes. When you have all five of those, you are in what we call biblical faith. In biblical faith. We are in biblical faith. Now, understand this. I love this because we say a God-ordained plan, which brings in number one, wisdom. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is what God would do if he had if been yep. dealt your hand. Yep. Yep. So imagine it's a spades game, right? <laughs> Wisdom is what how God would play the cards, yeah. right? Wisdom is it's 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 superior to information. Mm -hmm. It's superior to knowledge yeah. because wisdom is what God would do with your hand, yep. right? So we get wisdom, we get a plan of action, we get favor because we don't always need money. Sometimes we need favor, That's right? right. Well, some things money can't buy. Some things money can't buy. We need favor. And then we need a miracle. But here's the thing. We can't predict a miracle right. because a miracle is a supernatural occurrence of God that doesn't have anything to do with us, right? And then number five, we need strength to endure till change comes. Mm -hmm. Some of you may be thinking, you may remember this goes along with what? Righteous resolve. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to change my finances, if I'm going to change my mindset about money, if I'm going to be a kingdom distribution center, I have to get strength to endure till change 
comes. That's being steadfast. steadfast. That's the word that the Lord gave us. Yes, as we went into this yes, year. yes, steadfast, yes. unmovable, unshakable, always abounding in the things of God. So in 1 Timothy 4 and 15, in the New Living Translation, it says, give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so everyone will see your progress. Throw yourself into your God task. is big on plans. Yes. And when we follow his plans, we will be commended for our obedience to his instructions. We will be rewarded. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Mm -hmm. In Genesis 6 and 22, in the, New Kings trans, in, in the New King James Version, it says, Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. He obeyed God. Right? He obeyed <laughs> he God. He obeyed the plan. He followed the plan. He followed the plan. God gave Noah a plan for an ark. And very specific measurements, if you go back and read it. Very specific kinds of wood he gave him. You know, he told him to, to use gold for wood. If he went out there and found an oak tree, uh, the boat may not have, may, may not have survived. You got to do things the way God said, not the way you want to do it. Put this in the comments. Say, do it God's way. Do it God's way. Even when they built the tabernacle. Yes. Even when they built the Ark of the yes. Covenant. All of these things, very specific plans. And what we need to understand is that our following specific plans, mm -hmm. it becomes our Ark. Yes. So what God is trying Ooh, to teach it becomes us, our safety system. It's our I love Ark. That. I it's love our that. Ark. It's our so, Ark. So when we begin to talk about tithing and seed time and harvest yeah. and getting a plan for the rest of your money, what is God doing? He's building an ark for us. Yeah. Why is he building an ark for us? So that when financial storms come, we are preserved. Mm. And we are declaring that all the people of God who will obey God, you will be preserved no matter what happens economically. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Understand this. I've I, I, I thought this for for years now that when he's giving us these instructions and we've lived it out, right? That he gives us these instructions that don't always make sense, mm -hmm. right? But when we get through, we see that we have built an ark and that ark has kept us through some tough times. Yes, absolutely. It has kept us through some tough times, right? And so, and, 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 and let's go back to this story of Noah and understand this. When Noah's building the ark, people think he's stupid. Yeah. When Noah's building the ark, people tell him it don't take all of that. Mm -hmm. And what happens? It begins to rain, and then there's no ark for the people to run into, yep. right? And you don't want to be a person that when we are um, teaching you about the principles of God, about seed time and harvest, about saving, about positioning yourself best economically in your job, that you go, it don't take all of that. Mm -hmm. And then when things go bad, you're like, I don't have enough money for X. I don't know how I'm going to make it because the reality of it is the Bible says the poor will be among us always. Mm -hmm. It did not say you have to be the poor. Put this in the comments. Say, I will not be the poor. I will not be the poor. In Genesis 7 and 5, it says, and Noah did all that the Lord commanded mm -hmm. him. All. Do it all. Go all the way through, and you go all the way through by doing it all. Number two. Follow, the, say, follow the plan with fidelity. Follow, follow the, plan the plan with, with fidelity. fidelity. Do what God said the way he said do it. Follow the plan with fidelity. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things I have found about so many believers is that many times we get excited we get enthusiastic, but we don't follow the plan mm -hmm. with fidelity. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we'll go half the way with what God said. We'll start. And, and this is really what happens for a lot of believers. You begin to get a little breakthrough 
and you quit doing what worked. Mm -hmm. You begin, and we see it in weight loss. You begin to get a little breakthrough and you quit doing what worked. Mm -hmm. Don't stop doing what God Mm -hmm. said. So after you get a plan of action, then what do you need to do? You got to stand on the word. You got to stand on You have to stand on the word. And and the word is sometimes the plan that God gave you. You got to stand on it. You got to stick with it. You have to stick with it. No matter where you are in life, whether you're living the dream or dreaming of a life worth living, you'll find direction, encouragement, comfort, peace, strength, and power in the word. Amen. Acts 15 and 31, it says, and when they read it, the people rejoiced at the consolation and encouragement it brought them. One of the things I can tell in all these years of pastoring is how, where people are whether they're going to get breakthrough on how they respond to the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, it's why we try to tell people to say things like, I love the word. I love because the word. we're trying to get you to fall in love with it because when you fall in love with it, it brings consolation. To it you. brings consolation. And when you begin to find yourself that I see it on social media sometimes. It says when people in trouble, sometimes they need something beside the word. It's because you don't understand the consolation that the word mm-hmm. brings, the encouragement that the word brings, and the power that the word brings. Amen. Make this confession. Say, I stand on the word. I stand on the word. I stand on the word. And people don't understand this, but so many of our testimonies on are because we literally refused to let go. We wouldn't back off. We wouldn't back off. I remember when you first had the word when we were in our 20 something that you could make a hundred thousand dollars. I ain't no knowing. I didn't know nobody who made a hundred thousand dollars. When the Lord said to me, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't personally know anyone. I did not know who made a hundred thousand who made a hundred thousand dollars. And one of the things I want to tell y'all about supporting people is that sometimes just because you can't see it don't mean you need to say nothing. That's right. You need to be quiet. I got behind you in that belief, yeah. even though I did not understand, because when he told you that you were a school teacher, right, an early school a wife, teacher, an early school teacher, what school teacher make a hundred thousand dollars? And then within three years, God had moved you, and you were making a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Three or four years, yeah. something like yeah. that. It was less than five yeah. years, right? Absolutely. The same thing was when you had to support me in my business, yeah. and I was like, I'm going to build this business, doing work that I love. I'm gonna help a whole lot of women, and I'm gonna make a whole lot of money. That's what you said. You're not sh- that, and so now we start. We're both walking out our plan, which we spoke to last week. That just because we're married, it doesn't mean our right. plan is the right. exact right. same. Absolutely. What we need from Absolutely. each other. Let me see your hand, babe. What we need from each other is the agreement. Yeah, that's right. What we need to say is that I trust God in yep. you. I believe in what God has yep. told you, and I'm going to support you in yep. this. Not that now I got to come and do what right. you're doing, or you have to come and do what I'm doing. Agreement doesn't mean we do the same thing. It means I believe in the word God gave you. But the both the thing that we are both doing is standing on the word that God gave. We're standing on that the word that God together. gave us. That's right. So you have to stand on the stand word. on the word. Get you some people in your life because you don't have to be married. You sure if don't. you believe in for healing, you get you some people who believe in healing, who flat foot believe in healing and don't relent even when the doctor gives a bad report. And while, and while you're standing on the word, I can't stress enough the importance of having the expectation that that word comes true for you. You're not just like, well, I'm going to trust God and, and see what happened. No, this is what his word said. 
I believe it. I don't care what else shows up. I keep saying what God said. That's how you stand on the word. That's you how you stand on the word. what God said until you see what God has said in your life. That's right. In Ephesians 6, 13 through 17 in the message Bible, it says, be prepared. You are up. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Mm. Take all the help you can oh. get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on mm -hmm. your feet. Yeah. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation are more than, words. More than words. Learn how to apply yes. them. You'll need them when? Throughout. Throughout your, your life. life. We never make enough money. We never get too mature. We never, never. know enough to not depend on That's the word. Right. So right. we stand on the word. It says God's word is an indispensable, it's an indispensable weapon. weapon. In other words, if you got to get rid of everything out of your tool bag, if you got to get rid of everything that you've ever used to be successful, it all got to go. The one thing you don't let go of is God's word. Absolutely. It's the, it's the one that's indispensable. It's the one you have to have. You must have the word. Say, I must have the word. I must have the word. That is why in this ministry, what do we say all the time, guys? What did, did God, God say? Because your plan ought to be built on what God said. Absolutely. Your standing ought to be built on what God said. That's and then right. step number three, obey the word. Obey your obedience <laughs> ought to be built on what God said. And what God is saying. saying. What is God saying you mm -hmm. to do? Luke 11 and 28, it says, but but he said, blessed, happy to be envied. Rather are those of uh, hear the word and obey and practice it. Mm -hmm. He didn't say you was happy just because you listened to the word. Mm -hmm. He said happiness comes. And this is a carryover scripture from Psalms 112, where he says the man who fears the Lord mm -hmm. and keeps his commandments, yep. wealth and riches will be in his yep. life. So if I want to grow up, if I want to be anchored, if I don't want to be tossed and turned emotionally, I got to get a plan of action. Sure. I have to stand on the word yes. and then I have to actually obey the word. I have to obey, have to obey the to word. And to obey the word, I need to know what that word is. I need to know what that <laughs> word is. So we looked at these four questions. Yes. These four questions. It says, here are four questions to ask when we obey the word. Number one, what does the verse say? Yep. Number two. What does the verse mean? What does it mean? Number three, what does the verse have to do with me? To me yes. Number four, how do I apply this nuance understanding to my life? Mm -hmm. Because it's not enough to read it. It's not enough to quote it. I have to know what it means. And then I have to apply it to my life. Tell your neighbor, say, don't just quote the word, friend. Apply the word. Don't just quote the don't word. Don't just quote friend. the word, friend. <laughs> apply the word. Apply the word. And then it says in, in Proverbs 8 and 32, it says, so my dear friends, listen carefully. Those who embrace these my ways are most blessed. Most blessed. Mark a life of discipline and live wise. My God. Don't squander your precious life. Mm. Bless the man. Bless the woman who listens to me awake and ready for me each morning, each morning, alert and responsive as I start my day's work. Mm -hmm. When you find me, you find real life. Well, he said you find life. Real you life. life <laughs> real <laughs> life to say nothing of God's good my pleasure. God. He said when you find me, how do we find him? Any word? 
And his word. When you find my word, when I've given you a plan of action, when you are standing on that, on that, on that plan that I've given you, when you're obeying it, he says, You found me, and most blessed are you. He says, and you not only find life, you find real life. And I want to say this because I want to make sure we bridge the gap and there's not a disconnect mm -hmm. here, right? So when we talk about getting a plan of action on the word, so you gave us this word early this year that I've been teaching to my mentees all year, which is that God has universal instructions mm -hmm. and God has unique instructions. He does. So he has universal instructions. So let's take health, for example. Mm -hmm. He says, if you find the word, they will be health to your bones and life to your flesh. Mm -hmm. Your plan of action for that could be you need to walk five days yes. a week. Yes. So your plan of action is not always just Pray in tongues. No. It's not always quote some scripture. Mm -mm. The plan of action could be cut back on the number of sodas that you drink, yes. right? So now this plan of action, when I stand on it and I obey it, I have the expectation to see my health bring forth suddenly. There are people who are believing for the manifestation of finances, Absolutely. the manifestation of health, but they won't actually do the thing that God is saying. And I think the thing that trips us us most is that we don't actually do. So then we believe we begin to lose our confidence in the same. Yeah, because we know, but we don't do. We, and I think the other thing that trips us up sometimes, which is one of the things I have loved about this particular ministry and passion with you over all of these years, is that we don't believe it's a one size fit all. Yes. We, uh, if, if, if God told, I'll take the health thing you were just talking about. And let's say someone needs to lose weight and God tells one person, not, stop drinking the sodas. He tells another person, I need you to walk three miles a day. He tells another person, uh, I need you to do uh, some, I need you to do exercise with weights. You can't be looking at what God told someone else to do and trying to get results doing it that way. That's why we honestly say, what did God say to you? What did because God when say you understand you? what God said to you, that is what you can stick with. That's what you can have a belief that's going to come to pass. That's what you can trust in. And here's where we struggle sometimes. We try to make up something that God didn't say. So like, for example, because I love sweets, then I say, well, God told me that I can have sweets every day. Well, that... It goes against everything right. that the, the wisdom that we already have in the world, it goes against yeah, that. Yeah. Like you're not diabetic and God told you to eat some right, sweet every right. day. That's, not, that's, that's just that's not the not, way that it right, works. Right. right. And so we want to stand on the word. And then number four, you got to speak faith out of your mouth. Speak faith out of your you mouth. have to speak faith out of your mouth. And let me tell you something. People who speak faith consistently, they vex people mm -hmm, who don't. Mm -hmm. They vex people to who don't. Because when we speak faith, that's just like when we were standing for Jordan and people didn't understand how are you standing for Jordan? This is what the doctor said. We don't care what the doctor said because what God said, Trump, what Trump's what um, what the doctor said. Right. So we begin to say every day we declare Jordan's language is going to come forth. We spoke the word. Here's the thing, guys. When your money looks funny, you don't say my money looks funny. You open your mouth and you say, but my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. When you've been sowing seeds and you're looking for harvest and it doesn't look like harvest is showing up, you don't say this seed time and harvest doesn't work. You say it is a principle. If I sow seeds, harvest must come. My harvest is looking for me now. I will not be denied. And yes, can it seem crazy to walk by faith? Absolutely. It does until you get the results. Until you get the results. Now you go take 
you name so your I'll, titles. I'll take the Go next ahead. one, which really is really in, in, in combination with this. We said that number four, that you had to speak uh, out of speak faith out of your mouth. In other words, you got to know what God said first. Yes. And and we and, and if you watch Wednesday night, uh, Pastor Rapp did an entire teaching about the heart mouth connection. Come and on. that's a powerful, powerful teaching because a lot of people try to they try to speak from their mouth, from their head. Mm -hmm. and, and let me explain what I mean. They try to intellectualize what the word says. They memorize scriptures. They think about all the things that it's supposed to do. And they try to get it to go from their head out of their mouth. The problem is, is that in a pressure situation, it's not your head that's speaking. It's your it's your heart that speaks first. Your, it's not your head. So, yes, we want to know what God says. We want to know the intellectual things of God. But we got to get it from just being here to being in here. Because yes. when the pressure comes, when, I, when, 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 when that pressure gets applied, it's like an orange being squeezed. What's going to come out? Whatever is inside that orange. And so we want to make sure the word of God is coming out of our mouth. So that's why we put faith in. And then number five is to be careful about what you say. Be careful about yeah, what know, you say. I know, I know, I know, I know, because you said it earlier. People who are full of faith vex people sometimes mm -hmm. because they are careful about what they say. They don't say things like, I'm dying to see my grandbabies. No, you're not. You're not dying to see your grandbabies. I know that. I know the vernacular, but you don't want to be saying, I'm dying to see my grandbabies. You also don't want to say stuff like, if I don't get a new promotion, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or I'm going to lose my mind. No, you're not. You don't say things like that. And we have to be very careful about that. And I know people say, well, Pastor Edward, Pastor Sean, that just seemed to be so serious. Your words are containers. Words create so, things. Somebody say that. Say, my words create things. My words create things. And you don't want to use your words recklessly. Why? Because the Bible tells us in Mark 11 and 24, or actually the, the scripture I was looking for is actually in, 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 in Matthew. Matthew 12, 36, 37. Mm -hmm. Matthew 12, 36, 37 says, but I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, man shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. And we said last week, judgment ain't wait when you at the pearly gates trying to recount everything you did. Judgment is when your harvest comes. He says, you're going to have to give an account of that when your harvest comes. For by your words, you're either going to be what? Justified or by those same words, you're going to be what? Condemned. He said, it's yeah. up to you. It's yeah. based on what you speak. And so we are in the belief, people say, well, what do y'all do? Edwin and Sean, we, we hold each other accountable. We hold our friends accountable about the things that we say. We hold Even our with, kids accountable. Listen, yesterday, uh, I came and joined you and some of your group um, for, you for dinner. So cute. I appreciate that. I came and joined y'all for dinner. And, and while we were there, I was kind of messing with y'all about a situation. But as I was messing with y'all about the situation, it was y'all was like, you know, Dad, don't say that. And I was like, you're right. You're right. My bad. I'm sorry. Why? Because we are serious about our words. And because we love each other, we hold each other accountable about our words. And it was such a thing because Nitra <laughs> was like, even though she loved you, she was like, no, yes, we right. reject your right, words. Right, right? right. And you really do have to be that passionate about yes. your words that even when someone is playing, you say, no, I reject that. And, and you I have to be mature enough that when you are, when it, when that word is rejected, that you go, you're right, dig it up. You can't be getting offended because because you talk about- Y'all don't know how to play. Y'all don't know how to play. Y'all take that to sit. No, no, no. You just say, you know what? My bad. I dig up those words. Why? Because words are containers. They build things. Because she was doing a lot. 
Right. <laughs> they so, built but, And here's a way where we see this. So a parent has a child mm -hmm. and that child begins to show some characteristics that are negative. Mm -hmm. Maybe like the, the mother, like the father, right? And instead of beginning to speak life into that mm -hmm. child and beginning to shape what you see, you begin to say, you just like your you old dad. Like you just daddy. like your old mom. Mm -hmm. And then they grow up to be that. And then you say, I don't understand how it happened. You kept prophesying into their future mm -hmm. because when you saw those things, what you could have done is begin to use the word to say, this may be genetically who you are, or this may be what's in your soul, but we're going to shape this thing so that the will of God can be done for your life. Many of us, you prophesied yourself into divorce. You prophesied yourself into sickness. Mm, you prophesied yourself into that because you didn't realize your words were things. My God. People do every, pretty much everything you've done in your life. Everything you've done in your life, you've talked about it yeah. first. Yeah. You talk about it first. Now that can be good. Yeah, it can be. If you go to college and you say, I don't care how hard these classes are, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to graduate. And those words will bring you a harvest. Those words will bring you a harvest. But if you say, I can't make it, I don't know if I'm ever going to graduate. I don't think I can do it. What's going those to happen? Those words too will bring you a harvest. And your life, hear me, friend. Mm. People hate to hear this, but, but I got your life. Tell you, come on, your life today. It is. It is. It is the what? The sum total of what? Of the most dominant thoughts that you have believed. It's fact. It's fact, and that's why if you still have poverty in your heart, saying one time or even every day that you're gonna be a millionaire won't help you because what's still in your heart is that it's not possible for you and listen you ain't got to get mad and try to google our address and send us no mean hateful letters i just run it up <laughs> what we try to get you to understand is that if your life is a sum total of your most dominant thoughts and you don't like your life baby change your thoughts and i love this right this is why i love it when i this is why i'm so serious about faith right so all this time, you think all these other people are controlling your mm -hmm. life. You think it's your mama, that your daddy wasn't there. You think it's that you're a black woman and they don't want you to progress. Mm -hmm. But when you begin to realize that if you come into agreement with God, can't nobody, nobody stop you? Nobody. 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 Can't nobody stop nobody. you? Nobody. And here's what I tell you, and people hate when I say this, but it's true. This, this is such a powerful principle that God established that he didn't establish it and say, you can only believe me when it happens. He literally establishes the principle. And he says, now this is how it works. Now, if you want it to work and last, you got to believe in me. But if you, but you're, you're going to get the harvest of your words, gonna, whether you know me or not, you're going to get the harvest because the principle is the principle is the principle. We don't say, well, gravity only works if you believe in Jesus. No, gravity works for, for everybody because it's a principle. And what's happened in the church is that a lot of the church has rejected yes. this because they see people who don't love Jesus doing this, right? And then they'll say, well, it's some kind of witchcraft. Now, it may be witchcraft how they're using it, but the principle of creating your life with your words. Was founded by God. And it belongs to every speaking spirit. Yes. Not just speaking spirits who have accepted Jesus. Say that again. It belongs, it to, belongs to every speaking spirit 
not just speaking spirits who have accepted Jesus. And that is why Jesus then was so passionate about this teaching in Mark 11, 22 and 24. Come on. When he says to them, he says, have what? Faith, faith in God. God. When he says having faith in God, he wasn't saying have faith that there is a God. He says have faith or, or have faith in the same way that God does. Yes. Meaning that God sees something, he, he speaks something, and then he sees something. He says have that level of faith. He says, I tell you the truth. He says you can say to this mountain, and he was talking about a mountain they could see. He says you say to this particular mountain, May ye be lifted up and thrown into the sea. He says, and it will what? Happen. He says, but there's a condition there. He says, you must what? Really believe that it will happen and have zero doubt in your heart. He says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be what? Yours. yours. He says, it'll be yours. The Your mountain." friend, is whatever area you need breakthrough in your life. Absolutely. Whatever area you need a breakthrough in in your life today is your mountain. And Jesus says you can speak to oh, it. He so says good. you can tell that, 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 that past resistance that's been blocking you to get up and get out of your way. He says, and if you really believe it when you pray, he says, and if you have zero doubt in your heart, he said it will come to pass. And watch this. It happens the moment you pray and believe. Now, you this next step we're going to talk about later, You number seven, you might have to in, in, engage with number seven until you see the manifestation of it. But it happens when you pray. It's so important because the biggest challenge that I see regarding people with words is that they don't believe they receive when they pray. They don't. They believe they receive when they see, mm. which is why they don't see. Back up. Say it slow for them. And then what I want us to do is I want us to go to number seven before we go to six. Okay. But, but say that again. They don't believe they, don't they believe. receive when they pray. When do they believe they actually receive? When they see, which is why they don't see. Because they never see it until they physically see it. But in order to physically see it, you, you have, have to, to spiritually see it. You have to receive it before you can receive it. And so I'm going to give you a good example here, right? So let's say I'm believing for a new job. Right. And this is where this is where faith people get real intense. When do I believe I have a new job? When God says when I pray, mm -hmm. I take the job by, by faith, faith when I pray. Now, how do I answer the question when you ask me how my job search is coming? I say I already have a new job. It just hasn't manifested mm -hmm. yet. There's very different language. I don't say I don't know what's coming. I already got a new house. I just, it just hasn't manifested yet because I took it. I just heard somebody scream. Like, like, like I, I heard somebody say, and I don't know who on the broadcast, I heard somebody say, I already have the money for school. So somebody out there, if you don't know if it's you or your kid, you just got a sudden burst of revelation. You already have the money for school. Let me tell you why this matters. Glory to God. I, you really got to get this. No one goes on their porch and calls for a dog that they don't own. Mm. Nobody who doesn't have a dog 
goes outside, opens the door and says, Maggie, come here. I would only go to the door and open it yeah. and call for Maggie yeah. if I already have mm. Maggie. Mm. So if I don't believe mm. that I receive when I pray, I don't go to the door and call for what I what already, already believe have. that I receive. My God. Because, and it's like somebody said, I, I need somebody to pay my rent. But if you prayed about your rent, you don't need somebody to pay your rent because you believe your rent was paid when you paid for it, pray for it. Now, what's the time? The time is what I'm going to do in time. Mm, which what am I going to do in mm, time? What am I going to do between, I, what am I going, what I do between I believe I receive and what I see manifested has everything to do with your walk of faith. Everything to everything. Do. What you do between I believe I receive and manifestation. And I know you're going to seven, but let me tell you what the enemy tries to do. The enemy tries to use time to wear you out. Yes, he does. But I use time to build my strength. Because you know why? I stand on the word. Because I stand on the I word. Stand on the word. I stand so on the, the longer word. he, so the longer he tries to cause delay, the stronger I get. The stronger I, I get. I keep standing. Because you. You've got to Ooh, learn to use to God. time as a weight. Mm. You lose time as a weight. You lift it up. So you believe. So Latanya just said, I'm debt free. So this is really how, it, how this has to work. Mm -hmm. If Tanya has received that she's debt free, mm -hmm. she's taking it into her. Mm -hmm. Now debt freedom isn't going to come from out here. It's going to come, come from, from in here. Because she's already received. Because she's already received yes. this in here mm. she's received it in here and so the question becomes what does latonya do between i believe i receive i'm debt free and for the manifestation of all of that to show up if she got a dog named maggie she calls she calls that's for right it. if she got a dog named maggie she doesn't look at a bill and say i don't know how we're gonna right, pay this right she says god i, I thank you god i thank that you i'm already that i'm already debt free, debt free. So I command, and, and then what begins to ah. happen is that when I believe I receive, y'all tell me, ah. we really do live like this. We live like this. That, that when I believe that I receive, then the creativity mm -hmm. I need to manifest it. Understand, guys, that is it how- It erupts like a volcano on the inside of me. It just bubbles up and get, it, 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 that freedom pushes its way out. It's like if you've ever, if you've ever seen uh, one of those things where you put foam inside of something and the foam starts off and it just starts to expand. That's what that word does. Whatever word God gives you, you get it inside your heart. It just starts to expand so big that it gets inside of you that it has no place else to go. But what's on the, in, on the outside of you. And we got this from our father of faith. Yes. Abraham yes. could not have a baby. He couldn't. And Sarah could not have a baby. Mm. But they began to hear what God was saying. And it got so big on the inside of them that whatever had caused their barrenness was erupted so a baby could come mm -hmm. forth. Understand that the word will break through barrenness. Wherever you have been barren, wherever you have been in lack, wherever you have been in insufficiency, if you will grab hold of the word, it literally says that what did Abraham do? One of my favorite scriptures Romans about Abraham 20. is in four. It's in Romans 4. It's not in Genesis. Right. It says, and Abraham considered mm -hmm. not his 
own body, mm-hmm. neither the deadness oh, of Sarah's oh, womb. I cannot be in biblical faith if I consider anything other than God. And I'm like the the posture of yeah, Abraham. Yeah. Because in Romans 4.20, he says that he staggered and he not. And he staggered not. It means he didn't even waver. He didn't fall over. He didn't kilt her. It says he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but he was what? Strong oh, in strong faith. Strong in faith. Strong in faith. Giving glory to God the whole time. It says in being what? Fully, fully persuaded, persuaded that what he had promised, who promised? God did that God was then able to perform. See, debt freedom didn't come from me. Yes. Healing didn't come from me. I didn't declare it and just say it. I'm declaring what God said. Who said I would be debt free? God. Who said our marriage would be strong? God. Who said our kids would be healthy? God. So I declare what God said and I don't stagger at it because I know that he has the power to fully bring to pass everything that he himself promised. And the strategy of the enemy is to use time mm. to get you to look at something besides God. So then if he uses time, then what we got to do? Number seven. We're going to skip to seven, come back to six. We're going to skip to seven, go back to six. If, if he's going to use time, you got to learn to employ what? Patience. Now, this word patience don't mean just stick, just, just putting up with anything. Tolerating. That's no. It don't mean tolerating. What does patience mean? It means consistency. Consistency. It means, it means I'm going to become consistent. Yes. In my faith yes. And maybe when I started, I'm going up and down. But I begin to bring some consistency to my life. I train my mouth. I stand on the word. I believe when it looks crazy. I keep sowing seeds. I don't let go of my faith. I don't care what you think about it. Hey, I know Ralph real good in the studio. Ralph, change that to number six and change six to seven. I know you, 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 you got it in the studio just for the folk when we when we teach this next time, it'll be in the right order. <laughs> and I love how Dimitri is calling Maggie because it's the yeah, faith that's thing right. that says, when I believe something already belongs to me, mm-hmm. I call it in a different yes. voice. Thank you, sir. That when something doesn't belong to me. Mm. JJ says, we make it seem so easy because we keep walking it out. We keep somebody who, out. Somebody who starts off bench pressing 125 pounds, they spend a year working out and now they can bench press 225 pounds five times. It looks easy. It looks easy that they can bench press 225 five, five times. Why? Because they spent time benching 125. They spent time benching 145. They spent time benching 175. They spent time benching 215. So now that they're benching 225, it seems easy. But they had to start somewhere. What we're encouraging people to do is to start somewhere because we have been walking this for 20-something years and we still got a ways to go. But what we know is that anytime you can see, hear, and understand, God will put you on the path to begin to live your best life and it will become easy. It will become easy. And the truth of it is, this is why we try to tell our stories. We try to tell our stories that in the beginning, when we were learning how to walk by yes. faith, we, JJ, I can so relate. Pastor Cynthia would say, just, just believe, believe God. God. We, we would scratch like, our head. What, what does that does mean? mean? What does that look like when you say, just believe God? What do you mean? I am believing God. But what I am telling you is that if you will not cave in, yes. if you will not quit, mm. and if you will develop some consistency, yes. it's just like weight loss. Ideally, everybody want to lose the 20 pounds in a week. But if you just don't quit doing it, if you don't quit, even when the scale mm-hmm. don't move, 
if you don't quit, even when it seems like you're not making any progress, you will look up and the 20 pounds will be gone. You got to know the you got to know the plan of the enemy. The yes. Bible says to be not ignorant of Satan's devices, right? Delay tactics are favorite deception tactics of the enemy. Mm -hmm. He wants to use delay to wear the believer out. He wants to do everything he can to, and the Bible says we have an adversary. So we can't forget that we do have an adversary and his job is to delay anything that God has for us. That's his job. Our job is to know that we already win and to overcome this. Yes. And so he tries to use this earth realm. He tries to use time. Mm -hmm. He tries to use mm -hmm. delay as a tactic and as a deception ploy because he seeks to trip us up by filling us with doubt uh, about the inevitability of our breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. He wants us mm -hmm. to believe. Hear mm -hmm. me. He wants, hear me. He wants me and you to believe. Teach it, babe. He wants us to think that what we say we believe we receive is never going to happen. Because if he can get me in between, I believe I received a manifestation to believe it's never going to happen, that's where he's won. He wants, he wants doubt to feel me. Because if doubt feels me, that's what stopped the promise from coming to pass. Not God's promises. We know this is true. The Bible says that Jesus went to a particular hometown one time and he got ready to heal everybody there, but they didn't believe. And he said, I wanted to do great miracles there, but they wouldn't believe. So I couldn't do mighty, I couldn't do many mighty, mighty works. Why? Because they were filled with unbelief. The Bible even talks about that. It says the word that we have heard. When you hear word, it has to be what? Mixed with what? Faith. faith. Because faith. if it's not mixed with faith, doubt will come in. And if you start to believe doubt, you'll start to speak doubt. If you start to speak doubt, then you'll start to see doubt. And so it's important that you understand that that is what the enemy does. He wants us to believe that the deliverance from debt is never going to happen. He wants us to believe that the job market is so hopeless and that we'll never get another job or a job that pays us well. But that's just not true. God has so many paths and plans for his children that we couldn't even explore them all. We couldn't even explore them all. He has so many good paths for us. He, single ladies, he wants you to believe that there are no good men, so you close your expectation and you settle for something you shouldn't have. Which is why it's funny to see sometimes, but you have to be careful because I see women say things like, there's pee in the dating pool. Well, okay, that's funny. And it's it, hilarious. It, it, it can make a good meme, but if it's pee in the dating pool and you out there trying to date, it's pee on you. You might want to watch what you might, what, might, you might want to say, you swim in a pool where ain't no pee in the dating pool. I mean, you need to change your word. And what happens is, is that <laughs> when you hear something like that, people say it don't it take, don't take all, all of that. that. Well, keep swimming the pee. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> I'm going my rap marble rent. Just stay in the pee then. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this is why faith is so frustrating to your carnal mind. Yeah. Because your carnal mind says, well, it's pee in the dating pool. I'm just keeping it real. Except I'm tr I actually want to be married. Mm -hmm. I want to have a good partner. But I keep talking about how it ain't no good men. I keep talking about how it's pee in the dating pool, how it's trash out there. And then I wonder why I keep attracting all of the trash because I'm caught because I, I believe 
that trash is out there. Mm -hmm. So and I call what, trash. And that's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants us to think that the Lord is not interested in our needs or in fulfilling the promises that he makes to us. So he, so the enemy gets us to use our own mouth as a weapon against ourselves. Oh my God. Say, I repent for using my mouth against myself. I Say that again. I, I repent for using my mouth. Against, against myself. myself. Lord, I repent. I repent. Edwin Strickland repents repent. for every time I allow the enemy to cause me to use my mouth against myself. Because stop and think I about repent. how many times I repent. Circumstances my God. and situations you have allowed them to be refreshed. Keep going. You catch it. It to talk us out of what God I want to go back to Yolanda's comment if we can see it. It says she was pregnant and and um but she did not that worked. Are we back? Are we back? I think that worked. Yes, we back round. <laughs> can y'all hear us? See us? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love what Etoy said on my phone. I could see she was still saying, but we go get this word. That's right. We, but we, right. we will not this be word. we will not be denied. Move the move what? Oh. Com your computer screen. Yeah. No, it's gotta be set. Oh, go. that one. Okay. Yes. All right. All, All right. right. <laughs> Say we back. We back. The enemy was like, they're not gonna get this word. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, they're going to get this word. We're not done yet. We're still talking about being patient. We will not be wore out, not by technology, not by anything else that goes on. We are hanging in here with the word. And that I, I actually love that it happened right there because what y'all couldn't see on the back end is that it was spinning. And Pastor Ellen said, you keep talking. You keep talking. Right. I'll figure out what's happening, but you keep preaching, Right. And many times when the pressure comes, when it get when when the distraction comes, when it's spinning, when it looks like it's disconnected, we stop focusing on what God said right, to us. Right. We must be patient. We must be. We, we must be patient. It says, let um in wait, hold on. I want let's let's, let's look at 2 Peter 3 9. 2 Peter 3 9, because we talk about being patient. Look at what it says in the Amplified Bible. It says, The Lord does not delay and is not tardy are slow about what he promises according to some people's conception of slowness but he is long-suffering extraordinarily patient toward you 
not desiring, not desiring that any should perish. It says, but that all should turn to repentance. He says, look, when it comes to the things of God, God is not tardy. God doesn't delay. God is not slow about what he promises. Not the way some people count slowness. It says God is extremely long suffering. So God can have a plan for you to be debt free today. He can give you a plan to do it. But if it takes you five years to follow the plan, God still has that desire and will still wait for you to do it. Yeah. God is long suffering. But, but when God gives you a plan, if you follow that plan out, there is no delay. God ain't tardy. He ain't holding stuff back. All he wants us to do is to follow what he's told us to do so that we can have what he says we can have. I love that. And that's why obedience is so important. But in James, I bet in James, in the, um, in the Berean study Bible, it's James one and four. It says allow, no English standard version. It says allow steadfastness mm -hmm. to have its full effect mm -hmm. that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing steadfastness is patience it's patience it's consistency so i have to let my tell your neighbor say let your patience grow up let your patience grow up i have to let my patience mm -hmm. grow up so it can have full, full effect. effect that i may be mature yeah and complete because when that word perfect there it really means mature it means that mature. I, can be, I can be mature and complete and, and when i am mature and complete guess what i like nothing i like nothing and i was i was talking to a couple of different people and i was saying one of the things that you have to be willing to own if your faith really wants to grow is that while you may be mature in age it doesn't mean you're mature in faith mm -hmm. While you may be mature and understand the working of how to go to church, it doesn't mean that you're mature in faith. So if I would admit that I don't have the maturity, then I would allow God to grow me up. And we see this illustration a lot of times with kids, right? What you all right? Oh, we see this illustration sometimes with kids where they're like, you'll need help in chemistry. Yep. But instead of admitting that you need help in chemistry, that you don't understand fundamentally, you keep suffering through and you mm. end up with a bad yeah, grade yeah, yeah. when you could have just humbled yourself yeah. and said, even though I've heard these terms and I've been sitting in class, there's a disconnect for me. I love when people admit, like I love when JJ says it seems so easy. I love those comments way more than the amen comment mm -hmm. because that comment gives us the opportunity to build a bridge, mm -hmm. right? But when you say you got it and you don't, then what happens is that the enemy is speaking to you saying it doesn't work for you. It works for Ralph, but it doesn't work for you. It works for Latanya, but it doesn't work for you. So you got to be willing to let your patience grow up. Well, and here's one of the scriptures that I use all the time because it, it, it helps me to stand on the word, but it helps me during my time in between. I believe I receive and manifestation. Right. And it's in Numbers 23 and 19. Numbers 23 and 19. The King James says it like this. It says, God is not a man. That he should that lie. he should lie, neither the son of man that he should, that he should repent. Hath he said it, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? The Passion Translation says, God is not a mere man; he doesn't lie. God isn't the son of a man to want to take back what he said. So if God said something, he ain't trying to take it back because he realized, oh, I can't bring it to pass now. It says, or to say something and then not follow through, or to speak and then not act. It gives me my consolation. This is why I'm joyous about his word, because when God has told me something, I know that within his word, the, the fact that he said it is enough power to bring it to pass. I love that. And, and let me tell you something. Pride is an enemy of patience. Mm. 
if I have pride, I can't develop consistency mm -hmm. because I'll be so busy trying to preserve and protect my reputation that I won't admit that mm -hmm. I'm sinking. Consistency is required for patience, which means I have to throw down my pride. I'll never forget one time we went for counseling with mom and dad. And dad said to me, one of the things I like about y'all is when y'all come in here, you go tell the whole mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. Because why would we come and not tell the whole story? Because how can someone help us fix it if we won't tell the same story, Absolutely. the whole story? Absolutely. So stop trying to preserve your reputation because your reputation is costing you the promise. That's right. Your reputation is costing you the promise. We would not be married today had we not been willing to admit that as much as we loved each other, it was a lot we didn't know yep. about how to make this work. Absolutely. And we had to be willing to sit at somebody's feet and take their instruction. And then here's the other thing. Let me tell y'all something. This is where a lot of y'all miss it. We got a rule today. If we call the Brazeltons yep. and tell them an issue yep. because we could not work it out, yep. we're going to do whatever they tell us to do. Because yep, we're submitted there. We're submitted and if we, there. And if we knew how to fix it, we didn't have to call. But the truth of it <laughs> is, is that that's not just true for the Bradstons. The Marlows have a good marriage. Yep. The Valleys have a good yep. marriage. If we can't work something out yep. and we talk to them, we're going to take the advice that they gave yep. us. Many people want to go to vent, but you won't follow the instructions. If someone with a good marriage says do A, B, and C, follow that with yeah. fidelity. Yeah. If someone who is broken through financially says do this and this, if someone who has mastery over their mind says do this and this, do what they're telling you to do. Tell your neighbor, say no more half-stepping on, on the steps. No more half-stepping. No more half-stepping. No more half-stepping. Stop half-stepping and follow the instructions. And so we're talking about financial breakthrough because the question was, what do y'all do to receive your financial breakthrough? These are the six do. things we do. Here's the seventh Here's thing, the we seven do. thing we do. Here's the seventh thing we do. We what sow. do we do? We, we sow. sow. We sow. We sow. How often do we sow? All, every day. Continuously. Every, every day. day. If you're believing God for a financial breakthrough, you must sow toward what you're believing for. You must sow toward you, what you're why, why, why is sowing important? Because you care about it? You care about that. If, if right now they declared that white rocks was the new currency and that your greenbacks and your coins had zero value anymore, the only way you could buy goods and services, the only way you could exchange things was because you had white rounded rocks. White rounded rocks will become very valuable and you will begin to care about them. And so if that was the case, then when it came time to sow, guess what? You wouldn't be sowing those Money, green bags. You'd be sowing. You'd be sowing those white, white rocks. God doesn't care about money in the sense that it's a green bag. What he cares about is what's important to you. What's important to you? Because what's important to you is what God will ask you for. Why? Because he asked you for it because he knows it's precious to you. And whatever is precious to you, then when he takes it and returns it to you, it's precious when it comes back to you. And a lot of people think that it's like trying to buy something, but it's not. Uh, but so, so They don't have any kingdom understanding. That's why they see it that way. They don't. And that's why we keep teaching. It is. Right? So 
it says right so one of the things we talk about is that because we intend to be happily married for many many years mm -hmm. that one of the things that we do is that when someone who we know is happily married mm -hmm. celebrates an anniversary and we see them post it we buy them a dinner we, we buy, buy them a dessert, dinner we something. buy them a dessert Send them flowers. The money is our way of saying we value what's in your life. And what's on your life. And what's on your life. And we, we want to attach to it yes. so it comes into our life. Yes. And and I don't, it's really just not that hard. And it's, it's funny, I the get, people, it's funny, the people who get it, get it. The people who don't, they struggle with it and they don't do it and they never see it. They like, oh, I want, I want what's on y'all life. You, no, you, you don't, because when we tell you how to get it, you don't follow through with it. We wanted the happiness that the Brazelton's had. So for years, even when we was fussing and fighting, we were sewing. <laughs> we were sewing. We were like, and the more we fought, the more we sewed. Yeah. So it was like we need to sew into them. We want the happiness that's on their life. We want the way they work together to be on our life. We want the way they support each other to be on our life, and we sewed into that anointing. Man, we did it. And I don't, we didn't how, care what people said. And look how you changed. And look, look, how at us changed. Now. <laughs> look how I changed. Look how I changed. Okay. <laughs> so really, those are the steps that we do. And in Hebrew, I mean, 2 Corinthians 9 and 6, it says, remember this, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously that blessings may come to someone else will also reap generously with blessings. So right? I control how I receive. I control how I that's receive. That's what I heard you say when I heard you that's, read that. That's what you I control say. how I receive. If I sow sparingly, right? In other words, if I'm not consistent with it, because sparingly here is not just about a money issue. It's like if I if I rarely give, right? And when I do give, I give with bad attitude, right? Then when I'm when I do reap, what I'm gonna reap is gonna be few and far in between. And when I do reap, it's gonna come with, with, with a grudgingly attitudes from people or things, right? But I can change that by how I sow. I can sow generously, I can sow consistently, I can sow often. Why? So that other people get blessed. That's why I'm doing it. So then what happens is I'm going to then reap in that same proportion. I'm going to reap in that same direction. I'm going to reap generously and with blessings. You no, know, and it's so cool because people don't realize this, that we put a lot of time into changing our marriage. We did. And a lot and of money. A lot of time and a lot of money. <laughs> we went to conferences. Yes. We read books. We studied emotional intelligence. We, we sold, sold into, into people's lives. We people, sold into right. happy marriages. We put a lot of time in it. And people It's will not say, a one-time action. It's not a one-time action. And so people, what people will say is, I sold one time for a job, or I sold one time for a marriage, or I sold one time for this. We That tells me they're trying to buy something. When, to, when you say I sold one time good. and I didn't get the job, it tells me that your mentality is you're trying to buy something. And I ain't trying to buy something. I'm sewing into something, which is very different than me buying something. Because I want to attach. Yes. We wanted the revelation. Yes. Here's the thing. Happy marriages, financial breakthrough, they're built on revelation. Mm -hmm. We wanted, it was our way of saying to God, we value the revelation that they have. We want to honor them for the revelation that they yes. have because whatever I honor can flow into my mm -hmm. life. Whatever I dishonor cannot flow into my right. life. We couldn't just esteem their marriage. We had to honor it and say, we honor, we sow yeah. because we want what's on them because we didn't have the same scenarios. Mm -hmm. We didn't, so we didn't need 
always there step by step. We needed the revelation that they had. Mm -hmm. So when we were facing whatever we were facing, we could pro make progress. Absolutely. This is a good teaching. Absolutely. This is a good teaching. So Rap, those are the seven things. Those are seven things. Those are the seven things that we do. That's it. Y'all should go back and listen. <laughs> you, should, you know, I don't know how, I don't know when it froze or how that how that worked out, but those are between last week and this week, you listen to both those, you'll get them all. But that is, that's what we do. It's what we do. It's what we do. Number one, we have a plan of action. Mm -hmm. We stand on God's word, right? That's the second thing we do. We obey God's word, right? Then we make sure that we are speaking faith out of our mouth, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're watching what we say, right? Mm -hmm. And then while we're watching what we say, then number six, we're being patient while mm -hmm. we're in that process mm -hmm. between I believe, I receive, and I've manifested. And then number seven, we sow. We sow, we sow. We look for opportunities to sow. We're happy when we get to sow. We love when somebody gets the new house and we get to send them a housewoman gift. We love when somebody gets a new car and we get to pay a car note and give them some gas. We love when people get a new job and we get to buy them a new outfit for work. Why? Because it's 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 sowing into them. Why? That blessings may come upon them. Why? So that we know that when things happen in our life, God's going to be speaking to somebody to do the same thing for us. I love what Dexter said weeks and weeks ago. Dexter, I don't know if he's here today, but weeks and weeks ago, he asked the Lord, why didn't why did that ever happen for me? And the Lord said, why, when have you made it happen for somebody else? It was like, boom, that's exactly it. You're like, God, why didn't somebody sow into my life? God, like, when the last time you sold to somebody else? I like gifts and surprises. When the last time you gave somebody <laughs> a right. gift and surprise? Like, I like really? acts of service. When did you show up and do something for somebody else? When they called you and asked you to move, if you had a truck, did you not answer the phone? <laughs> when, the, <laughs> when, did you, when the last time you did something to help somebody <laughs> and the, the real real talk we're about to go it's your opportunity to give the first thing you should give is your life to the lord absolutely and and you know the announcements you know on monday i'm gonna do strategies for success tuesday we but got not prayer. tomorrow tuesday we got prayer oh, do it tomorrow that's no, right that's right not tomorrow. not tomorrow tuesday we got prayer wednesday we have ignite and bible study Eight, yeah, because they pass the rap come out at eight, at eight o'clock, and then on Thursday you you chill out. Friday you get up and you come to prayer at six thirty a.m. and then you show back up here on Sunday at nine o'clock with Pastor Chris in the other valley, and then we are gonna be right back here at nine thirty on Sunday morning. So as here's your sowing, so here's your so <laughs> as you're sowing your seed, I would add a bonus. The other thing that makes all these things work for us is we are absolutely relentless. Mm. Just throw in relentless. Go ahead. No, we're no, we're, no, no, we're, we're we, are we are relentless. relentless. We're dogmatic about it. We this. are dogmatic. You can't talk us off of this. I don't know that we could be married to anybody else. Because yeah, yeah. you would have to have this same level of aggression. I like to call it tenacity. I like aggression. Like aggression I like aggression. Aggression, tenacity. I like aggression. You, you, you got to be bad about it when it comes you gotta, to the word. Right, right. You ain't bad about it with this word. It, it's just... It ain't, it ain't gonna last for you because the enemy's gonna use time to wear you out rather than you using time to make yourself stronger. We are relentless. We do not cave in. We don't quit. We don't. We quit. don't give up. We, we don't, don't shrink. We don't shrink. If we get knocked down, we get back up. And we built a team around us who feels the same way. That's I right. Say all the time, you got to tame what? You got to tame your thoughts. You got to tame your tongue. You got to tame your temperament, which is your heart. And you got to tame your team. Get you some people around you who are also relentless. Get you some people around you who are also dogmatic. Get you some people around you who got some tenacity to say, you know what? We are out of debt. 
We have plenty. We have all our needs met. We got plenty more to put in store. We will be the ones given to the scholarship fund. We will be the ones doing X, Y, and Z. We yeah. will have houses that we didn't build. We will have cars that, that we give away. We millions in the kingdom, and millions, millions in for my us. House, right? We literally. <laughs> so what we want to release yes. on you is we we don't want to release it. We want to stare it up and activate. We want to, if you are a born again believer, mm -hmm. you got relentlessness mm -hmm. in your belly mm -hmm. and you need to lay hands on your stomach yes. and command it to come up. I am relentless. I am not a quitter. I am not a victim. And for all the ones who done stayed on even after the, the, the freeze, go ahead and just command that blessing on their life. Yes, we command yes. that the relentlessness of God, yes. because see, God is relentless. He is. You know that he's relentless because in spite of our sin, he doesn't let us go. He's long-suffering he, like that. He doesn't let us doesn't. go. He Even when you make your bed in hell, he won't let you go. He's relentless. The Bible said he left the 99 for the one. That's relentless. He's relentless. So I'm relentless. I'm relentless. And you're relentless. You're relentless. And we activate by faith mm. that you are relentless. Mm. And what you have previously let the enemy take from you, yes. no more. Receive it by faith. No more. Receive it by faith right now, this moment. It no more. It is yours. You are pushing. That's it right there. That's, that, that is your sudden burst of revelation. That is going to cause you to enthusiastically push past all previous points of resistance. Teach. You just got it. You just got it. You will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. So listen, we're traveling today. We're both traveling. We're not going to the same place. So we ask you to pray for us. He is going to cold Portland. Cold, cold and going, rainy Portland. I am going to sunny, sunny Fort Lauderdale. 82 degrees. 82 degrees. So pray for us as we travel today. We love you guys so much. We want to encourage you as you sow today that you call, that you set this seed breakthrough. This is your breakthrough seed that you're sowing, that you say that you value the mm -hmm. word, that you value being patient, you value being relentless. And we love you guys so much, but we really do have to go because we both got to catch planes. <laughs> so we love y'all and we will see y'all soon, yes. um, real, real soon. God like bless you. <laughs> like next week, like next week, we'll see you next week. Don't forget to come to, to prayer. Don't forget to come to Wednesday night. And, and don't come forget on Sunday mornings to worship. It is Amen. so good. Amen. Amen. We love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.